Hey, nerds and dorks, welcome back. We're the Hype Benders. I'm Pete. I'm Dan. I'm Joshua. I'm Sean. Now let's get started with Book 1, Chapters 13, 14, and 15, which are uh, Blue Spirit, Fortune Teller, and Bato of the Water Tribe. So in Episode 13, Katara and uh, Sokka get sick and goes to try to get meds and gets captured by the Fire Nation while doing so. Uh, there's an awesome mask and Momo steals everything in the fucking world. Um, <laughs> fucking Momo. Uh, so, Josh, what did you? What was your opinion on the the first episode? Uh, this one I actually liked, so that's <laughs> going to surprise everyone right off the bat. That's kind of why I threw it um, to you. I was like, we need to have him yeah. say something give me, positive. Give me a chance to not be the asshole for yeah. a bit. Don't worry, we'll get to episode fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, the action in this one was super awesome, and uh, the the huge twist that it was Zuko, like, that I, I didn't see that coming. I thought this was going to be some new character, maybe that blind girl that we're all so excited to finally meet. And I like that I immediately understood why. I could see where, again, maybe kids didn't, but I was like, oh, right. And that's I also immediately realized that he wasn't firebending the whole time, and I think it's because he didn't want anyone to realize it was him, and if he firebended, it would at least be a guess. And of course, it was a really. I thought that was a really cool, like first. He did introduction. a smoke thing at one point, but that was it. No, he didn't. Yeah, no. I think there was someone else, like behind a hallway. But whatever. Yeah. I just think that it was a really cool way to show that, like, it, it again proves what I think we're all predicting is that he's going to get redeemed. I think we all kind of know that from memes and friends mentioning it. But yeah. like, mm-hmm. it was a good first step of like, crap. The the avatar saved me, and he's still angry about it. And like, I'm glad that they didn't just. Oh, we're friends now. Like right off the bat, which I was a little afraid of for a second because of how quickly the stupid uh, tribe people got to be friends in the Great Divide episode. But no, I think it was a really cool episode and it, it advanced the actual plot, which makes me happy because I do not like the throwaway episodes. But yeah, I thought it was really cool. And Momo, what a perfect asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so good. Uh, I mean, he's like my hero. Um, I know, uh, but like, yeah, I... I really enjoyed it, but Sean, what was what did you feel about this episode? No, I, I loved it. Uh, I was uh, I was like Josh. I, I, I felt like really shocked at the reveal, um, which was not something that usually doesn't happen to you. You tend to figure those out before they happen. Yeah, I and I was really impressed. I was like, oh, I thought this was going to be some new character. I thought the big like shocker was going to be that it was either like a girl because like it tends to play that way like oh it was a girl or like it's like a really old person but like no that's kind of cool that it you know it was zuka oh now i get it he doesn't want anybody but him okay wait i have a question for everyone then who did you think it was going to be because sean just said he thought it was going to be a girl dan who did you think the person in the blue mask was going to be part of me was kind of thinking it might be suki but it didn't okay it didn't quite I, i wasn't able to tie in how or why she got there but that was what your that was your first. But guess. that was my best guess, and it also shocked me that it was that it was Zuko. I had no idea. I thought it was a waterbender because it was a blue mask, which was probably what Zuko wanted people to think. Mm. So all the playing with color that they've been doing of like each land, like yeah, really sticks paid to off. Color, yeah, that yeah. Was the, cool. I was like, it's probably a waterbender, and I realized that like because I thought to myself. They couldn't water bend because there's no water around, especially because this is all Fire Kingdom. So that would explain why they're not bending anything. So yeah, mm. totally got right uh, snowed by that. I thought it was going to be uh, the Han Solo dude from the last episode that always has the straw in his mouth. No, oh, oh, Jet, yeah. Dick. Nah, yeah, I it thought, I thought he was going to. I just this is a kid show. I just assume everyone's going to get redeemed at some point. <laughs> 
you know, um, with the exception of the Fire Lord. On that front, is a sort of a meme watch, but um, oh, so I didn't I, catch I, any I, meme watches. Uh, I meme know. Watch. I didn't find anyone I watched watch. it, but you saying that I, I, a meme watch that came up was that I do know what's going to happen to Jet, and it was it's dark. I don't know if I should say. Really? No, 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 no. I save it. Save I'm it, save genuinely it, save shocked it. that he's even coming back. I figured yeah, he was a one-off. I didn't know he was going to come back. I kind of hoped he was going to come back. I thought. Yeah, I was. Save the spoiler, but there's a meme watch around Jet. Okay. All right, Sean. Sorry. So we we interrupted your uh, your speech on uh... it, it, that. Yeah, the reveal kind of reminded me of the greatest reveal in the history of all animation, which was Old Snake from uh, um, Transformers season three. Uh, Only human. Uh, the greatest thing that ever happened in the history of television. <laughs> Why don't you fill in the kids, Sean? So no. <laughs> anybody that's that's not a member of Generation X does not know that the biggest and most awesome reveal in the history of TV was this one episode where the Transformers turn human for like 30 minutes because that's how things work in cartoon land. Especially and, in the 80s. And the villain was this like old guy in like a trench coat and a mask who was like trying to like, you know, use like, you know, human synthetic technology to create an army. And at the very end, he's like wandering off into the sunset defeated and goes, they don't make terrorist organizations like they used to. Cobra! And everybody collectively shit their hearts. It was <laughs> incredible. It was so cool and awesome and tragically never really went anywhere because it was such an incredible, shocking setup that, quite frankly, just set me on a path for life. <laughs> it would have required a new show. Like it, There was, in terms of like the payoff, it was none. But just that moment in and of itself was like a shot to the sternum of a generation. And I kind of thought like... This reminded me of, like, a small modicum of that. Like, the shock of that reveal was kind of the same. Where it was like, oh, 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 it's that guy! Like, you know, that was really cool. So, in other words, all of our predictions were wrong, at least while watching it. And yeah. And that's cool. Well, I was that's listening well to one of our, uh, our old lip. We're not good at predicting. Like, I thought that, like, we would be in the Water Nation by now. I was listening <laughs> yeah. to one of our older episodes. Yeah, I was like, oh, we'll off. be in the Water Nation next episode. I'm like, oh, shit, we're nowhere near it. Like, apparently, a flying buffalo is is not as fast a bit of travel as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. I think that explains a lot of my problem with this show, actually, is that because I keep thinking, when the fuck are they going to the Water Kingdom, is that the episodes that advance the greater plot, like this one did, I'm okay that they're not in the Water Kingdom yet, because I'm like, oh, this was really important, and we learned a lot, and like, holy shit, Zuko. But like, everyone, like the fucking Great Divide, I'm just like, I don't give a shit, just get me to the Water Kingdom already, <laughs> so... Well, like, yeah. did they, they didn't really explain if this was Fire Kingdom or Earth Kingdom that had been subjugated by the Fire Kingdom. Probably a probably a gray line between those two. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting less and less clear where stuff is. Yeah. Right, Dan, what did you think about 14? Well, uh, coincidentally, there's another spoiler for Avatar. Uh, there's an episode where they all become robots for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> just want to slip that in there really That's quick. the one I'm here for. I'm and looking forward to that. It's still a G.I. Joe crossover somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's not a Transformers crossover. Like, Goddamn Zartan is up to something. <laughs> You heard it here, folks. I'll take everything I said about the show back if they did that. Zuko takes <laughs> off another mask and he's Cobra, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking psyched. I'm back on board. So I, I, I'm i going to get a little salty here. I did not like this episode for like Ooh, 90% You're the of Josh? It. I really hated it. Another shocking reveal! <laughs> <laughs> did wow. not see that coming. 
Dan okay, was wait, Josh all along. Hold on. <laughs> I really want to know why. I really want to know why. Yeah. Well, I'm interested. Okay, so I liked the reveal. I wasn't expecting it. I was shocked. I liked the last five minutes. They had that moment with Aang and Zuko, and that set the seed for we're not friends immediately like they've done before, but we're going to get there. The rest of the episode was just like a series of coincidental events. It was like, oh, I'm some old woman who lives by herself and I can make medicine or give you the direction of medicine and I'm promoted to Admiral now. (laughs) And like just everything was like rapid fire coincidence. Look, she knows which frogs to suck on. <laughs> that is, yeah. That's a I mean, lot of trial and error that goes yeah, through that. Yeah, that is, yeah. There's Knowing a, what, know, what frog to suck involves yeah, what, a lot of trial and error. They were more what high before wolf, they sucked you the frogs. It involves a weird hobby, let me tell you. <laughs> quick quick aside to that point, what also, I think it was funny, it was towards the end when... When uh, sorry, when when Soka and Katara realized they were sucking on on uh, frogs and they got all grossed out by it, which of course I noticed that I think Soka started licking uh, Appa to yeah. get the frog taste, taste out of his yeah. mouth, and I'm like, is that better? Like, I mean, really? especially since he always complains about Appa smelling, right? Um, and then, yeah, you're gonna lick the bison, all right? But yeah, uh, I I will agree with Dan in that Buffalo that was the the frogs. problem. I, the problem That's I the had rules. with the, this episode was the, the deus ex machina of the old lady up on the, the mountain who, she didn't need to be in it. Like, you could have just completely ignored her. You know, like, they could have done another fucking market episode, and, like, it would have, you well, know, I feel like, like she pays off later, though. I, I like her. She, I, she just, she, yeah, we did see her again in another episode. episode yeah, but she pays off really well. It was a bit. I will agree with Dan though. It was a the, bit the like promotion thing the way was they like, jumped around. Ugh. Yeah, it was really fast paced too. Like, well, because like they could have just as soon had them like walking around, maybe in a market like they always are. Ang takes a right, Soka and Katara make a left, and then Ang gets captured, and yeah. now you can have the exact same plot. Like it didn't need to be this weird, yeah, thing. Although to. Uh, the the archers are cool. I'm glad they yeah. introduced those guys. Well, that see, that's thing. so. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of run down my my quick little notes. It's my very first one. I talked to uh, uh, us in about it before we started recording. But the the Yu Yan archers are badass. But they also look like Damien Ro- as Robin. Like for those of you who are Batman. Uh, oh yeah, books, uh, yeah. His, Which came first? Paint, what is? Uh, uh, this came first. Damien didn't get added until after. Cora so you think had that, that he was influenced by this? I, I think so. Could be. That's cool. Yeah. That's really um, cool. I loved that. Like we are getting so now. This is something that Josh predicted, uh, and I don't like to say that he's right ever in our like thirty-plus <laughs> year history. He doesn't. No, I can vouch. I do can not like confirm. to say that Josh is right. Um, but I like the bad guys so much more. Like we've gotten more um, <laughs> character development from Zuko yep. than we have on anyone else. Like he is the person who is consistent in all of his behaviors. And he's been proven to show that even while he talks like a dickhead, he is, he's just passionate. Um, and it's being true. that we're all from Jersey, that is all I know how to do. Yeah. Yeah, Zuko's from Jersey. That ties perfectly into something I've heard from a lot of people. Something I'll probably refer to a lot in this episode is that this week I made a Facebook post about like uh, how I'm not really digging the show. And if anyone wants to kind of listen to this podcast because I'm plugging it and tell me what I'm getting wrong. I would love to have that discussion, which uh, no one did, but they did tell me that, you know, the first season's kind of rough and you have to work through it and things pick up, which I have my opinions on. 
But something that a lot of people did mention uh, was how you need to remember that it's written for kids and that like, as much as I told them I don't like the throwaway Monster of the Week episodes, they're like, oh, but what about all the character development? And I'm tempering myself in these arguments because I don't want to just be like, no, fuck the show. But like a lot of the character development in those throwaway episodes, I find also kind of worthless. Like the Great Divide again. It's like yeah. I didn't need to know that like this is where he learns that Ang learns how to be a diplomat. Like he could be diplomatic later, and I wouldn't have been like, how did he learn how to be a diplomat? Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, I guess we're learning more and more how gullible and obnoxiously trusting Katara is, and how obnoxiously obnoxious Soka is. But like, I didn't need the throwaway episodes for that. But like, yeah, the character development for Zuko. And Iroh, although it's pretty slow, and the Fire Kingdom is happening way better. And it happens in the important plot-driving episodes. Yeah, 100%. Well, because they're only around when important moments happen. Yeah. So you only see them in that that light. Yeah, and the throwaway episodes were, are supposedly all about character development. I'm like, I still find that pretty weak. So, yeah. like, I care more. I think you're, you made a really good point that I haven't thought of, Pete, is that the episodes I like are the ones that have more Zuko. Because Zuko's the guy that fucking matters. We need to know what happens with him. And he's the one stopping them from figuring out what they need to do. And yeah, like we we don't we we know everyone else's motivation, right? Like we know Aang has to become the Avatar. We know we learn it in in episode sixteen or fifteen that like they're uh, Sokka and uh, Katara, like blah, blah, family, blah blah blah. But you know, like uh, Zuko is the only one that has questions that we don't know the answer to. Him and Uncle Ayo, you're like, okay, like I get that they're the bad guys, but they're not bad like they're not Darth yeah. Vader murdering children you know like it's and this episode did such a good job of like humanizing Zuko's them. character by a lot yeah. because we know so much more about him like the fact that like he got Aang out and then it probably wasn't because he cared about Aang but because he didn't want to get scooped but yeah just it was fucking awesome like he also didn't kill Aang when they were just lying down at like the end that scene towards the end reminded me so much of the scene in Fight Club when uh, the narrator Ed Norton's character is like passing out and getting weird just uh, uh, talking to by Tyler Durden when Tyler Durden's like you will climb the tallest skyscraper and you will you know walk along the ancient ruins of a once super highway like that weird esoteric shit he's saying to him before the whole scene when he's flying around trying to catch Tyler Durden it felt like that where Aang was like I used to have this friend and maybe we could be friends and then yeah. he just fucks off like I know you're not ready yet and leaves and that was I think the coolest thing Aang has done yet and I really 100%. like that 100% mm-hmm. 100% like but so uh, I'm gonna keep going on my notes that the the two guys in the like the little like duck hunt blind looking for the avatar right basically oh, yeah. <laughs> just said oh, right. it was like uh like they basically claimed it was fake news they're like he can't run that fast he can't do tornadoes that's that's bullshit you know like it was like oh great so here's the first instance of fake news in a kid's tar- cartoon show that i can think of see that that was another like coincidental hijinks humor that that was like a little too much for me this episode that was you put that right in the list for me I have, a, I, I have a note. My last note was just the humor is very preteen, and that is something that's hard for me to get into, and I'm trying to watch this through that lens, but a lot of the humor is just super pedantic and not funny. So this is like this one little stupid little thing that nagged me about this episode. All of the animals, including the animals we see in the upcoming episodes, are awesome. They're this huge conglomeration of other animals. Even Momo, you know, like he's like a, a sugar squirrel, like glide squirrel, and he's 
He's he's awesome. Like a bat lemur. Yeah. Um, a bleemer. But the old lady's cat is just a fucking cat. It's just a cat. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that cat. You know, like that, that's, <laughs> that's why that cat sucks. Um, that, that really bothered me. I, I can't, I can't explain it. Um, Wait, did but, that bother you, Dan? Because it was making that scene even longer. Because <laughs> of her uh, stupid cat. Uh, uh, no, she, the the woman bothered me more than the cat. The cat, the cat fights <laughs> the Fire Nation. I mean, I'm on the side of the cat. The cat's part of the resistance. Okay, <laughs> I liked the cat. I liked her. I, she she was awesome. I, I really liked the old lady. But there's one thing that like legitimately creeped me out was when the admiral was giving his speech after he had captured um, the avatar and he's you know he's on his pulpit preaching to his audience and I it sounded to me like they were screaming hail back at him and like it was very clearly supposed to be like reminiscent of Nazi Germany you know like here's the fascist because he's talking about how they're superior everyone else is less than and all that stuff and then to have it go like to him, the, what it sounded to me like the audience, his soldiers chanting "Hail!" back to him, it creeped me out. Th- that could be why all of our friends who are like super leftist, crazy weirdos who are also giant weeaboos who loved this show are so anti-fascist because this set up the seeds for anti-fascism, which is cool. Even if it's creepy to hear kids cartoon yelling "Hail!" Yeah, oh, and then the the ladder scene when they're trying to escape from the fortress. That oh, I wrote down rolled. those ladders. The, Those were so, so smart. Cool. Like, w- the way they ran up the walls, it just, uh, it was so awesome. Well, I, it took me a while. I was like, how are they doing that? And I realized, oh, it's because they're bamboo ladders. So it's just yeah. a guy on top of the ladder. And then they could just push it up against the wall and they would just get pushed up as they ran. And I was like, that was a brilliant thing, whoever thought of the bamboo ladders that they could yeah. just. I think that's what bothered me as well in this episode was the ladder uh, scene. It was, it was a lot of like, oh, you know. Uh, I want to say previously our characters have had actual moments of like danger and, you know, being outnumbered. And in this, it was like, Oh, Hey, there's two of us. We could take on this entire battalion or this, this whole fortress of, of these fire soldiers and just kind of jump on ladders. I think it eased my, my brain a little bit at the end when I did find out it was Zuko. But, but up until that, I was like, really? Like, who's this guy? Who's this random person with a mask? Like, Well, I, it, it just dawned on me as a shower thought I had earlier today, um, which I, I actually bathe, um, but is that Aang is essentially Captain America. Like, he's a super soldier that was frozen in a block of ice for a century, oh, yeah. and now he's reemerged to save the world from fascism. You know, so, like, he's honestly uh, a superhero. They did also not only tell us how badass Zuko is. Oh, yeah. But now that you say that, Dan, it points out to me that I I realize that actually made me uh, like uh, Zuko, I guess, a bit better. That like, And the show a bit better. If it was some other character, it would would have felt much more like a lame deus ex machina. Like, who the hell is this who's now all just is badass because they just need to break him out? And at that point, I would have been like, what's the point of this episode if we put him in a jail and then break him out with some badass you don't even know who just happens to be this awesome and we learned that, like, Zuko's even more badass than you originally thought. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, even without firebending. So, so uh, Sean, do you have any final thoughts? And then we could probably move on to the next episode. Nothing for this episode specifically. Like, I like stuff that gets set up here. I like that it pays off later, but we can tap into that when we get to later. Now let's talk about the next piece of crap that doesn't use any of the setup. <laughs> All right, so 
right. Uh, so that's uh, chapter 14, uh, Fortune Teller, where uh, the gang visits Pompeii and everyone should burn. That's that's my summation of this episode. It's a shitty, always sunny in Philadelphia episode. Well, and there's lots of lots of uh, fortune telling and fucking romantic subplots. Uh, yeah. So I I'll, I guess I'll start because actually no, you know what, Dan, I want you to start. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Did you did you like this one? Because I fucking hated I, I, that's it. that's why I want to know Dan's opinion. Uh, yes, I did like this one. Uh. There's a meme watch in this one. Oh, was there? There's uh, the, uh, can, can your science explain why it rains? Oh, yeah, yes, I have can. seen that one. Yeah. I was oh, waiting for it. I had a feeling it was coming the whole episode. I was excited for it to happen. Meme watch. I think that's what I liked about the episode, that it was uh, this whole superstition versus science type of thing. And, you know, there's some value in probably some of what... Uh, I forget the fortune teller's name. Whatever what she said, uh, like, Aunt like it's Matt fun. Aunt Wu. Yes, yeah. but you can't take it all seriously. And I think I think I'm starting to really genuinely like Sokka. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm finding out he's a lot less of a warrior and a lot more of like a strategist and an engineer, which I think is the problem. Is that he's always trying to be something that he's not. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel. So. So I realized something this week. My shower thought was, I think part of the reason why I've liked Soka or Sokka so much is because I'm not really like, not even that I'm not liking the show, it's that I really don't like Aang and Katara more and more as the show goes on. And I like that, like, and they're always just so annoyingly, like, positive but in like a really lame unearned kind of way and they're always like falling for dumb shit and being way too cutesy with each other and Sokka is like me being like come the fuck on like that's why I like Sokka <laughs> like in the end my favorite thing was at the end when he ran up to that guy and just just to throw in the I hate you I was like yes. thank you Sokka <laughs> yes Sokka's the Josh <laughs> oh, yes Speaking yes truths. very much that's why I've liked him the whole time. It's also made me realize I hate anytime they, because this is the second time they've done that like crush episode kind of thing, like will they, won't they, and I fucking hate it. Stop making episodes about kids having the fucking hots for each other. They're all supposed to be twelve. Stop like having like this whole episode is like, oh, who am I gonna marry? You're fucking twelve. Right. By the way, you have to save the world and go to the fucking water kingdom. What is this bullshit we're doing right now? <laughs> why is this episode? Damn it! Like. My favorite thing about this episode, that platypus bear. Yeah, that thing oh, yeah. was awesome. Oh, yeah. That was good. That, that was, was awesome. the only good thing. And then Appa fucking owning it, like just... Like, it, Appa didn't even have to touch it. It just growled, and the thing was like, whoa, fuck. Okay, can can we just like do a flat... I want a, I want a flat statement that of all of like the, the blocks of three that we've done, right? Of all of the episodes of hype benders that we've done, this episode is... The Appa episode, like he fucking owns. Between this and the next one, he's yeah. Which I was about to say, the next one, the also. coolest. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, that honestly, the only thing that saved this episode for me again was Soka, because Soka was the one running around talking about how stupid this episode was, and that was mirroring what I felt. I was like, yeah, this is all dumb. Why are we here? <laughs> like, <laughs> knock it off. I was really hoping it was gonna. And Josh, I know you'll understand this thought uh, when they got to the fortune teller. I was like, oh, crap. I hate this love crap, but maybe this is going to go Twilight Zone. And I was thinking about uh, a Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner where he goes to a diner and there's a fortune oh, yeah. teller. 
and that's how the, he makes all of his decisions, and he's trapped in that diner essentially. And they kind of do that with Katara, but like again, yeah, a little bit, not enough, not as well. Yeah, I actually officially hate Katara now. Yeah, uh, because uh, for she... those who don't know me, uh, I am a grown adult, sort of, because I'm only five five, and. <laughs> Uh, that line where she's like, well, I hope he's tall. I was like, I fucking hate her now. I heard, I heard that. I was like, what a shallow bitch. <laughs> but you also have to be a powerful bender. So, I get the joke is probably because she's taller confirm, than Aang. I have been calling Josh a powerful bender his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> True stories. Also, you ever notice that the, a lot of these small towns all look the fucking same? Yeah. It's almost like an MMO where they just keep reusing the same town. Well, I was going to say it's like that Scooby-Doo. They always go to the same, you know, yeah, abandoned amusement mansion. park and or mansion. Yeah. 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 I feel like there's there's a lot of that going it's on. It's either the town or the market. That's, yeah. that's how they do it. Yeah. I So I also wrote this note um, that the village is QAnon. Like, it just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Seriously. It's so bad. Um, and then, so they're in a village. Josh just laughed like the opening of Feel Good Incorporated. <laughs> that but was amazing. One of the things, this has bothered me a few times, and this episode, I think because I hated it so much, it really, like, it's just another thing that pissed me off about it, was, so Aang has to learn all of the bending, right? Yeah. This is another time he's around earthbenders, right? And yet he doesn't ask to learn a fucking thing. And it's no, like, he wants yeah. to know if Katara likes him. That's true. He yeah. could have at least, like, kind of, like, he could have, like, thrown something out there while they were digging that trench and been like, hey, how do you do that? Show me some stuff. That would have been a prime yeah. opportunity to, like, sort of... It would have been one line that would have justified the entire episode. Well, doesn't he have to learn them in order? That, that's, that was my question, Dan, is do we ha- does he have to be in a certain order? Like, does he have to do they, air, then water? I think they didn't water? mention that, which is why they're going to the Water Kingdom that they're wasting a lot of fucking time getting to. Mm. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, I was going to say, he's already got a water trainer because he's got Katara, so you could start learning. But she's not like a master. He's more teaching her than... Right. Seems he is better. getting... Or they both are getting better, but... Yeah. I, I assume they have to master it before moving on to the next element. Well, I guess that's tricky. It's like, what what determines a master? What's the benchmark of a master? That's a good question. So the one other thing I liked about this episode, and it's small, but it was great, was uh, that annoying girl that liked Aang uh-huh. for... Mang. No reason. No, no reason. Mang, yeah. yeah. Is when she was, like, asking, like, if he liked something, and then he just mushes her out of frame <laughs> to talk to Katara. And <laughs> I was like, that exactly. was stone cold-blooded. That was fucking great. Uh, one of the things I loved about this, because, again, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm here for Momo, is yeah. between last episode when he, like, did you really pay attention to the amount of shit that he had in that ruin? Where was he getting that stuff from? You know what? I just realized that's a meme watch. I actually did see a meme about, like, something about, like, explaining vaccines and wearing masks was kind of like trying to tell Momo uh, that you need water. And now I actually understand that meme and it just dawned on me. That's what that was about. Oh, right. But this one, uh, when Sokka, when Aang pretends to go to the bathroom and uh, Sokka's eating the, the tofu balls or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he eats like one or two and then Momo comes in and fucking ganks the whole plate. <laughs> so quickly that, yeah, I remember Sokka reaches for one. It's like, what? 
Speaking of that, what a weird thing to say. I have never once said to somebody coming out of the bathroom, looks like you had a good time going to the bathroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you hoping to get out of that conversation? <laughs> what possible result could come of saying that statement? It's just like a water slide of thoughts. That's all. That's how Sokka <laughs> is. <laughs> so this is supposed to be a kid's show. Sokka and, has yeah, no again, filter. So wait, I want to loop this back to Dan then, because like now that you've heard us bitching, I, what did we miss then? Like that you really liked it? Because I mean, you kind of mentioned it, but I'm wondering like if wait, we changed wait, wait, your wait, opinion wait, or like, anything based on this crap. Let me jump in and say I am I, I am going to go on Team Dan. I kind of enjoyed this one, um, because I know I know uh, because I like it when Sokka's right, and really. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love when like the character that gets shit on turns out to be right. All the, like any time that they do that, I, I I'm you know I, I'm just a big fan of the underdog, so I like that a lot. So anyway, yeah, I feel like so much of the character the character development that everyone tells me is happening is just making Ang and Katara more annoying, which in turn makes Sokka more likable. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I liked about this episode was was the Sokka parts. Uh, he was the only one that was contrary to the entire. T- town is bridging hard but you know i i wonder how much how much do you guys feel on an episode per episode basis are they like amplifying and de-amplifying certain personality traits like like did they really lean into like this whole thing with uh katara and getting all you know cloudy-eyed over the uh well pun intended i guess cloudy-eyed over the uh the fortune telling just to show how like correct Sokka actually was, or do you think it's just like one piece of her personality that's, that's valid or are they kind of, well, she's so trusting. We have seen her be like obnoxiously, naively trusting before, which I do think, you know, my prediction is hopefully she'll get over that because again, it's like she's trusting to a fault and it, it's, it'll get them in trouble. I think my, mm. my hope is, is a little bit different um, because that's a very good point, Dan. I hadn't even thought of that. But uh, I think it's more that this is all set up for future stuff. And maybe that's why everyone says, like, season one is kind of the weakest. Because it's it's all the setup to, you know, the, the punchlines that are going to come later on. Like, because you see fucking, you see Katara finally, like, when Sokka says, oh, he's, that, I forget how powerful of a bender that kid is. And Sokka's like, and Katara's like, what? And he's like, he's just a really powerful bender. And it's like that dawning moment. And it's like, I don't think that she's going to have a change of heart immediately. But like, it very clearly is like, they want to set that up. And I think they've been really heavy handed so far. But like, I guess this, I'm hoping that this is why they're being heavy handed. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up for this episode. Yeah, wait, but before we go on, I just want to, I just want to get a, uh, on a one to 10, rate this episode, Josh. Two. Dan. A solid 6, 6.5. Sean. Yeah, I'd go with 6. 6 or 7. Yeah, I'm going to give I'm going to go with Josh and say 2. Okay. Are we ra- are we rating episodes now? That's a No, I just wanted to do that because this was the most even split. Usually there's like 3 and 1 or we're all on the same page. It's right. never usually so 50-50. Hmm. Um so uh, the next episode was chapter 15, Bato of the Water Tribe. And this is where Aang really becomes a huge piece of shit and hides a map while literally everyone else, everyone else, including Bato, who I thought was going to be betray them, 
he, he everyone else does the right thing except for Aang. Aang is a huge piece of shit in this episode. Uh, let's start with Sean, actually, this time. Uh, yeah, no, I really, really like this one. Uh, it felt like it's actually moving things forward. We got to see, like, a lot of uh, plot development. Um, you know, there's it feels like things are actually happening for once. First of all, whatever that weird, like, badger mole wolf thing was, was awesome. Mold. That thing was oh. awesome. Oh, that thing was with so the no cool. eyes? Yeah, no yeah. eyes. It can see color. Yeah, that was really. Cool. I mean, it can it can smell color. Smell. It can smell color. Yeah, yeah, the you know the way that it was shown, like how like that thing perceived the world, and it had like a paralytic tongue, and then like uh, the hot girl that like was the rider, <laughs> and I <laughs> Uncle just, Io, <laughs> yeah, like dirty old man, like he's. <laughs> This is all Iro like just being awesome. Like you know, he's all that like, where are you going, handsome? He's like, ah, um, I don't want to know how I'm gonna die. So see you later, baby. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> yes. Get that man some sunglasses. Iro is like G Mega. Like Iro, it was awesome. He was yeah. So like that alone made it like one of my favorites so far. But uh, yeah, like this is the thing though. Is like I, I'm I'm anxious about the next episodes because every single time there is some sort of massive brush between, you know, we get like an actual throwdown between uh, Zuko and Aang, and that was something that I think is a long time coming. But like all of this stuff, like I really hope it always feels like it resets back to one, and I'm really hoping we don't do that. But the thing that I thought was cool was the way that it like tapped into the two previous episodes. So like. You know, uh, this this yeah. creature is guiding us through the other two episodes that we just saw. Yeah. And uh, that made it feel like, okay, maybe we're building up to some actual movement forward. Maybe we're building up to some actual change. Because it really feels almost like it's not the writer's fault. This feels like something that would have come from Nickelodeon, where it's like, okay, for the first season, we have to be able to show these out of order. So everything has to reset to zero at the end of the episode. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that, like, that was, like, a mid-season thing that maybe got changed and that things will be different moving forward. They probably won't. But, like, after the whole thing with me thinking that we were going to get to the Water Kingdom almost immediately, it becomes clear that for at least a longer stretch than we anticipated, things always have to reset to zero. So that said, like, the two episodes that we saw, like, the, the, the one um, uh, with the Blue Spirit, uh, where it turned out to be Zuko, and then... This one, uh, I mean, it really feels like we're Plot's starting happening. to think about moving forward, and it's gotten to a point where I'm really excited about that. But I can tell, like, it's also going to make Josh very angry every time we don't, so it's like a win-win. Like, it's going to be entertaining <laughs> either way. Well, that reset to zero just feels like wasted fucking time. Like like I said last time, like, there's a I'm like, not the, saying the I disagree divide. with you. I'm just saying that you, when you get upset, it's very entertaining. Yes. Cool. Like the Great Divide, you could just skip that episode and you wouldn't feel like you had missed anything. No, there was nothing there. Yeah, that episode is very much like children talking to you. Like, if you don't hear them for the first six of their lives, it doesn't change anything in your life. I think you could have gone from episode 13 to 15, skipped the last episode. The weird thing is you would not have known when the smelly creature was running through the... And woo, but other than that little thing, like you wouldn't have felt like you missed much either. You would have just been like, "Oh, we didn't know that they have stupid crushes on each other that need to be validated." Yeah, that's so. Just to backtrack slightly, I believe that that the episode that Josh you and I hate was Filoni, and that this episode fifteen is not. 
Oh, so he was preparing to write. Yeah, uh, 13 and 14 were Filoni, I believe. Yeah, and this last one I think is Esposito. So, Dan, what did you think about this one? I like this one a lot. It definitely... Woohoo, we agree! It definitely built off of the previous episode, both with the, the story threads, with going back to the places they visited, and it definitely uh, highlighted more of Sokka and Katara in this episode. I like that they turn their focus away from Aang to uh, Bato and saw him as the hero in their eyes for at least a little while. And I, I really liked that. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is kind of going here. Uh, let me toss it to someone else for a bit. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. I, I, you gave me a really great idea. I want to throw this out there that I, I, I was like, like Pete said, I was hating Aang in this episode for being a selfish piece of shit. It's like, you didn't give them the thing to find their fucking dad. Like, how dare you? But I think I just realized that that's a very big, important setup that, like, Aang is going to have to learn to get over his own... He's very He is very self-centered, even though he's very positive. Right. And as soon as he's not the center of attention, he actually doesn't like that. And I think that's going to turn into a big, we're not so different, you and I, moment with Zuko, where, like, they oh. both have good aspects, but they're also both are very selfish and... and uh, what's the word like it, it very narcissistic hot-blooded and both need to get over that yeah actually that's surprising considering you know i understand he got jealous that he thought uh Sokka and katara were gonna leave him but i'm surprised having the previous episode with ang and the backstory with his father figure leaving or, or being taken away from him that they he didn't relate that to this moment to their father. He's very self-centered. When he wasn't the center of attention, he didn't like it. And, yeah. you know, like, we've all been in a situation, right, where everyone, like, you're at a party with friends, but they're maybe not your main... Just a lot of inside jokes are happening, like, when you're with Sean and his girlfriend, that's most of the time you hang out. And you just have to, like, <laughs> sit down and shut the fuck up. They're having fun. You don't have to be the center of attention. You don't have to know every joke. And you don't have to be like, hey, can everyone shut up about what you're talking about because I, I don't get it? Like, that's a shit move. And, yeah, like, yeah. he was very selfish. I think... Part of the reason I liked this episode, it was because it was clearly a moral episode. It was, it could be argued that this is a throwaway episode. Yes, it does build, it does build the world a little bit, um, and it gives us that battle that Sean was talking about. But I feel like it's actually it's the first time we had a moral episode that I feel like I didn't see as a kid. You know, it was like, don't, yeah, it, it was like, don't be a selfish prick. Like, be happy for your friends. You know, like, and mm -hmm. don't jump to conclusions. Like, it's. That was the first time I, I saw this, and I was like, this is for kids. I understand why it's for kids, and I wish I had gotten this when I was a yeah, kid. Yeah, good, good point. Mm -hmm. But, you know, because he's just so jealous of all the relationships. Like, he's been jealous of everything since episode one. Uh, and this is the first time, yes, he does repent in all the other previous episodes, but this time it seems like he finally gets it, why he's such a piece of shit. And hopefully going forward, he won't be so crappy. But, I mean, like... There's a few things that I wanted to touch on of this episode. Did anyone else see Ryu from Street Fighter 2? Yes, totally. Yeah, he's uh, arm wrestling. That was definitely... Yeah, Gia said he was going to go outside and punch a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I missed that. In under a minute. In under a minute, yeah. I also loved that um, uh, Sokka, apparently, his dad jokes are just as bad as his father's dad jokes. Yes, like, that was yeah. <laughs> like that. I, that made me really happy. You have your father's wit. As an impending dad, I really appreciated that. In fact, that was <laughs> yeah. really cool. But it's also like building on someone who I hated in the first episode. If you listen to our past episodes, I've shit on Sokka. 
he was a leader yeah, in he's this rapidly episode. becoming our favorite i was on team soccer the whole time i want to point that out his tracking in the beginning is badass you know like yeah he, oh yeah, yeah yeah right and he's also the one that like essentially goes like you know what no we have to go back like angus family he is better than ang he's better than ang in Shots every way fired. ang is my least favorite character now he went from being the one that was like, ooh, he's badass. The one good thing Aang did, that the getting the necklace was a slick fucking move. Yes. Even though I don't like the romantic subplots. But even still, as a way of just like hey, uh, redeeming himself for what yeah, happened, yeah. getting that necklace back was pretty cool. And I didn't think that would happen so soon, to all be right. honest. Mm-hmm. So. so I want to just go on record as saying I was right all along. Uh, and I said from the beginning that the best character is the buffalo. And holy shit, did the buffalo oh. fucking own. Oh, yeah. He got paralyzed like four times. He's like, he's like, no, fuck that. Muscle up. I still that have was awesome. Hulk in that bitch. <laughs> so there was like two fights, and there was a fight between the main hero and the main villain for the first time. And I'm like, can I see the Buffalo fight the Badger some more? Like, that's, I, <laughs> I'm so psyched about the Buffalo. He was. There awesome. was one shot I especially love. I don't know if you guys noticed. I feel like Pete would have picked up on this when like. Ang did a flip, and the way the camera followed him like to the sky and then yeah. back down yeah, to the that wall. Yeah, that was cool. That was yeah. super well done. That was awesome. I really liked the uh, the little bit when they were in the well, and it still had the yeah. roof on it, and he was doing like the kind of that... Jackie Chan kind of. Yes, that's yeah. exactly. I was like, oh, this is Drunken Master. I've seen loved that it. fight before. I loved that. Yeah, I think he shot the water up, and then it rained back down. I thought it was also oh. pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. superhero pose. It... It's like I didn't like the episode. In all honesty, didn't like the episode until the second viewing uh, of yeah. it. Um, well, I didn't like it, but no. and the second viewing made me appreciate the moral part, but also because the the fight at the end is just so good. And Uncle Iroh pretending to be knocked out and paralyzed <laughs> so he can lay with the bounty hunter is just. It's like. It, that's an anime trope <laughs> that is creepy and outdated, but I you fucking know what? love it. You know what? Don't hate the play, I hate the tea ceremony. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name, by the way? Because I, I get it. Like, look, Iroh, like, that's not cool, but I get it. Like, she was hot. I didn't, never, I didn't I write down her name. I don't think we got her name. We got the she wolf's like name, a, though. She, she looked like the Baroness from, from uh, G.I. Joe. Oh, yes, she did. Oh, it ties oh, okay. back in. That's up. Okay, up. There we go. Dan's, Dan's prediction is correct. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> They're all robots. Ooh. I, I would Baroness. never let Uncle Iroh watch your children, by the way. After watching this episode, <laughs> he's going to drink a beer and just sit on the deck and relax. That's just true. He was, he watch was the kids hit each other with sticks. You know, like. <laughs> so I, I have a big hope prediction for Iroh. Every time we talk about was... it, it makes me like him more. Oh, I'll give you that. But when, I, when Iroh stole some of the perfume... I was like, I hope that comes back later. I really oh, want that to be a thing yeah. later on. Yeah, I'm almost sure it will, too. Like, maybe that chick will show up with her badger wolf again, and oh, I will yeah. be like, oh, I got my sweet Draconois. We're fine. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> Chekhov's perfume. <laughs> Middle school fragrance. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so so I'm curious what Iro, Uncle Iroh's uh, endgame is with catching Aang, because he doesn't seem the type to murder a child or keep him locked up indefinitely uh, you know starving like what Uncle Iroh's what is he gonna do is to get Poon he's traveling have... the world 
She's <laughs> <laughs> just on a poon ride. <laughs> Let me go hang out with a bunch of fucking 12-year-olds because that'll help me get laid. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that shouldn't make me like him more, but it does. Yeah, Boomy. Oh, my That's God. That's a Boomy I, plan. I watch a series of Boomy and Iroh. Oh, oh Boomy yes, and Iroh. We're watching meet. the wrong characters. Yes. Yeah. Oh, a buddy cop show about Please Boomy and Iroh. Please tell I am me they meet. Board. <laughs> I am in for that for life. That's how you bring the two nations together. <laughs> I think I have a theory about what's going on with, with Iroh here. There's a meme I'm watching for, so it hasn't come up yet, but my, the meme I'm watching for is an Iroh Me thing watch. that I know is going to give away a lot. And I keep, it's like, I, there's a specific couple of memes about Iroh that are like will tell us a lot in the future that I think would also answer your question, Sean, that I'm like waiting for that to come up. That's going to be my big like, meme watch, finally, Iroh did the thing. So Okay, so Josh, what are your predictions moving forward? Uh, I'm going to cheat and say I accidentally saw some of the titles for the next I did, episodes. I watched the titles for the next episode, so I'm stuck for We're getting titles. to the Water Kingdom soon. I'm very excited for that uh, because on my Facebook post that I mentioned earlier, uh, I was told that like once they get to the Water Kingdom, the show picks up. Once they meet some character named Toph, it picks up. And that, that basically, that's the blind... I think so too. And then I think once they like, I've just told once they get to the end of the episode, I've gotten like different arguments from people as to like when the show picks up. But the general belief was that season one is rough. Some people said middle of season one, although I think we've gone past that point. Some people say end of season one. One of my friends said doesn't get good till the middle of season two, which really is like, how oh. did you watch that much of the show yeah. if it wasn't good till a season and a half in? Because I don't make it through any show that long. That's Fuck literally off. half. You, you'll duck, at, duck out of a show like if it doesn't grab you in the first five minutes. We were talking about Doctor Who that way. You're just I, like I, hey, dump, out of, I dump out of movies within five minutes. Yeah, yeah Neon Genesis Evangelion, like a lot of shows where I'm like, and that I watched recently, same like this one. Everyone talked about it so much through all my life, and I never watched it. I finally started watching Neon Genesis, and I was like, uh, nope. And it wasn't even like I was like, ah, this is not for me. I kind of get where they're going, but I just don't like the show, and that's fine. I get why people like it. I think the trouble I'm having with this show is that I don't completely get why people like it, and I'm still holding out hope. It's because I haven't gotten to the stuff that people like yet. Slash, most of my friends watched it when they were of the age to like a lot of this bad dialogue and shitty humor. Yeah, but like. My prediction is that they're going to get the Fire Kingdom. The show's going to finally start Water moving. Kingdom. And I hope to fuck that like, I actually start really liking the show then. Because these last two episodes, or last three episodes, I definitely liked more. And I liked where it seemed like things were going. Uh, although, you know, I didn't really like episode 14. But I was like, huh, two out of three is better than what we've gotten in the last two podcasts. So, like, it's yeah. picking up. Dan, what are your predictions? I predict Uncle Iroh and that... Bounty Hunter woman will have a card match or a, a, some sort of game in the future, and they'll bet hey, money. What's the name of that game? Uh, I forget what it is. I think he's played several games. I don't, oh, Pi Show. Pi Show. Pie show. Pie yeah, show. they'll have a high stakes game, that? and that'll come into play. Strip Pi Show. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna have to kiss him if she loses. Kiss your creepy Uncle Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that is that your only prediction? Yeah, that's all I got. All my other all my other predictions hold true so far all right uh sean predictions um i had one right up until you asked that question uh <laughs> yeah you know how that goes um yes. it's a test so high my prediction is i think i was wrong enough uh so i'm gonna go way back the other way i'm gonna say we're gonna be getting episode of the week until the end of season one um Ooh. so everything is gonna keep resetting back to zero. <laughs> oh man you just want to piss me off we're not going to get to the water 
Kingdom anytime soon. It's just going to be us moving through Earth Kingdom, find a monster or a weird old psychic lady or something, uh, and then like deal with it, and then get back to what we were doing. Like just no. You, you just want to see the world burn, version. and by world you mean me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Josh itself is angry in this have situation. That, uh, no, but I genuinely think that that's like if, if that, that's what's going to happen. If we if we have not moved forward in the next episode, then yes, I think that's what's going to happen for the rest of season one. Is that okay. nothing moves? Um, my prediction is pain for. Um, <laughs> We've made that uh, prediction uh, last week. <laughs> yeah, that's been my prediction every single time. But um, Mr. T is going to make an appearance. No. Uh, my prediction is that... If only. Uh, I, I, just like Josh, I did look at the title of the next three episodes, and I'm excited. But, yeah, I think that... I'm, I'm really hopeful, because I think one of the episodes is called The Watermaster or something. Yes, and, I saw and, that. And uh, I was like, ooh, okay, finally, we're going to see some fucking badass shit here. Uh, you know, we're going to see Aang finally progress, and hopefully, honestly, I hope that we see Aang struggle, because he just doesn't seem to struggle... But you know he's the avatar, so he's not supposed to. But whatever. That's I hope that Sean is wrong, and um, I can throw this in his face next week. I would be fine with that. I would be totally cool with being wrong about that. Well, I think that ties us up. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in, y'all. Tune in. See you next time. Things are picking up. Yeah. We hope. Later. <laughs>